Welcome back. We'll be discussing step two in the four-step phone follow-up process in this particular section of the podcast. So step two is to have a real conversation. Step one is to make a connection, actually get them to answer the phone or to call us back if we leave a message. And I have another podcast series on messages that are effective to get people to call us back. So step two, have a real conversation. Why are we calling them now? and not later? That's really a good question to ask ourselves before we even get into the conversation, before we leave a message if they don't pick up, or if they pick up, we should have this already up our sleeves, so to speak. We should kind of know why we're calling them, and we should tell them why we're calling them. So part of the way we determine that is to ask ourselves, what do we hope comes out of this conversation? And If they don't have a plan for where this deal is going, for where this process is taking them on their journey to buy a vehicle, do we have a plan that we could suggest to them? And so those are some really good questions to ask ourselves before we even dial the number. So why am I calling them now and not later? Well, part of step one was calling them at the correct time. I want to call when I hope they're going to answer the phone, and I want to call because I have something specific to talk to them about. What I hope comes out of this conversation is that A, we have a conversation, and B, we can both get on the same page as to where we're going with this process, and we hope that's towards selling a vehicle, right? They may be going towards someplace entirely different. We want to find that out. If they have plans, we want to know what those plans are, and we want to ask how we can help. If they don't have a plan, we want to make sure that we have a plan because that's what we do, right? We're in the car business. We sell cars. We kind of know how this goes. We know how it goes when they're in the showroom, the steps to the sales process, and we know how it goes when we follow up. And if we don't know, that's what we're learning now. So in having a a real conversation, we want to learn to ask follow-up questions that make the conversations last longer. We have a tendency when we're following up with people to sense what they're sending out, which is, hey, I don't really want to be bothered. A lot of times that's the signal we get. And by the way, a lot of times that's really not the signal they're giving. If they're really in the market to buy a car, they don't mind spending time on it, especially if you've been nice to them and they like you and you have the right car. If, if things are going well, then they, they probably don't mind having a conversation with you. If you really get a sense or you're told flat out that, hey, they don't really want to have a conversation or go much further, there's a problem. And maybe you should address that problem and, and ask more questions about it. But generally speaking, when someone has gone far enough down what we might call the sales funnel, that they're in the process of actually visiting dealerships, they're probably pretty close to buying a car. Statistically, in America, buyers don't visit as many dealerships as they used to. The last survey that I saw had had the average buyer prior to the pandemic visiting approximately two dealerships before making a buying decision. So that certainly through the pandemic could have changed even more, especially during the first part of the pandemic when they were only visiting dealerships when they had to because there was so much chaos about social distancing. So when we think about where this customer's mindset might be and what kind of signal we're getting when we first start this conversation, we don't want to be scared to make the conversation last longer and we need to be brave enough and smart enough to have conversation and to ask questions that make that conversation last longer, even if we're a little apprehensive about it.
These are people, remember, that we've met. They were in our showroom, and we're following up now. So they've met us. We know them. They know us. We've met their family, maybe. We spent an hour or two with them, maybe. We hope things went well. We hope that our management team didn't pound on them to the point before they left during the TO that they've completely fried this person as a prospect. So at the end of the day, it's not like we're having a conversation with a stranger. We're having a conversation with someone we know and we hope likes us. And I hope you like them. I hope things went well. If not, certainly we could we could try to fix that. <coughs> Excuse me. So how do we make conversations last longer? Well, we ask questions that start with the letter W. Why, when, who. And you might ask yourself, compared to other industries, how do we ask questions like that in the car business? What starts with the letter W? Which questions are pertinent? Well, when they're in the showroom and when we're following up, we can ask questions like, when do you plan to move forward? Or who is the vehicle for? What brings you into the market for, for a vehicle? Where are you in the process now? Things like that. Just questions that start with the letter W and apply to this situation. We don't want to re-ask things that they've already told us in the showroom. If we did a good needs analysis in the showroom and we had a good conversation, we already know the answers to a lot of these questions. And the answers to those questions, combined with how things went when they were in the showroom, can give us other questions to ask. And we need to be brave enough to ask those questions. There's nothing wrong with asking somebody just simply point blank to come back in and buy the car. You're a professional. You spent time with them. You were nice to them. You have what they're looking for. They're in the market to buy a car. Why would they not come back and buy a car? So that's sort of the, the question in your mind. Sometimes we approach it as there are all these things that we don't know. Why didn't they really buy a car? What's this going to be like when I call them? When they talk to me, where are they? Are they mad? Are they happy? Are they any further along? You know, we have all this stuff going on in our head. It's just mental noise. When really, maybe it's as simple as arranging a time because they're ready to buy the car now. And so another phrase that we can use to get them talking is tell me more about whatever. And I'm still thinking about it. Tell me more about what you're thinking about. I'm still talking it over with my wife. Tell me where you guys are in that process. Tell me more about whatever. So that's a good, a good line that I like to start with. But you sort of have to be quick with that. You can simply say, tell me more about that if you will. But sometimes I like to be a little a little more wordy with it just to give them time to sort of prepare themselves because what I want is a long answer here. I want them to talk. I don't want a short answer. When I make a follow-up call, I want them to talk more than I do. And if I do a good job at leading this conversation and making it last longer and asking good follow-up questions, that's going to happen. When I'm doing all the talking, I should probably just stop and ask them what we need to do next because that's really not how it's supposed to go. If I'm doing all the talking, there's still something wrong in this conversation, in this dynamic. Also, we can ask them to remind us what their plan is with something specific about their particular situation. So remind me what you guys were hesitant about yesterday. Remind me where you are in the process. Remind me what your plan is with whatever. These have to be pertinent questions to them. You have to have them written down or in your mind before you get on the phone. You can't ask them something silly like, remind me which vehicle it was. You can't do that. That's not going to work well at all. So this is, remind me what your plan is and with something specific that you want to call their attention to, something specific in this process. You also want to be brave enough to say, has your thought process changed regarding your plan to buy a car or in this process? Has your thought process changed regarding whatever? 
Has your thought process changed regarding your plan to whatever? However you want to word that, has their thought process changed now that they visited the dealership and seen the vehicle, driven the vehicle, etc.? Has your thought process changed as far as inventory availability and maybe you're open to some more colors now? Has your thought process changed about maybe doing this sooner rather than later now that you've seen what our inventory and pricing situation is? Has your thought process changed in regard to your trade-in or your financing? So anything that we can ask them about their thought process, we're trying to go deeper into what they're thinking and feeling and get them to tell us that. And so that's really important. Everything we've talked about, whether it's asking questions that start with the letter W, asking them to tell us more about something, asking them to remind us what something in their plan is, asking them has their thought process changed, any of these things should lead to a deeper conversation. I almost want to call this the conversation behind the conversation. So many times in sales, whether we're in the showroom or whether we're on the phone, we just sort of go through the courtesy of the back and forth. Can I help you? No thanks. Just looking. Have you thought any more about the car? Not really. We're still talking about it. Okay, call me if anything changes. We just sort of go through the courtesy and we don't really have the real conversation behind the conversation. What is it that you're thinking about? What is it that you need to talk about? What is it that you're trying to decide? We may not want to be that pointed with it. I'm just saying this now in this conversation, but I'm trying to bounce through a lot of topics quickly. But my point simply is we want to know where they are. And we should have earned the right to ask that by the way we treated them when they were in our showroom. Follow-up calls go a lot better if you made friends while you were making a deal. A lot of, a lot of managers say, this ain't about making friends. This is about making a deal. This is about making money. Well, I don't agree with that. I think the best thing we can do in life and in the dealership is make a friend. And once we do that, that can often lead us to a better deal for everyone involved. I would much rather do business with a friend than a stranger. That's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. But if you've at least made some kind of connection with them in the showroom, if you at least have some common ground, if you at least had a good time together, then that can lead to a better follow-up conversation. Not many people mind getting a call from their friend. Nobody wants to be bugged by someone they barely know and barely care about. Do they care about you? Do you care about them? Was that shown through action while they were there? Are you reaching out to them with a mindset of care and concern and help and service and assistance, or are you just trying to sell them something they may not want? So those are things that we can put through the conversation and we can have the real conversation behind all the, the kindness and the courtesy and the formality. We don't want to have conversations like, like that. We want to have real conversations. And that's part of what I was saying in the previous podcast. We don't want to come in every day and blow through 50 calls in an hour. That's really not accomplishing anything for us. If our manager makes us make a certain number of calls and we just want to check that box and move on to hanging out front talking about baseball, then certainly you're accomplishing that. But that doesn't typically pay the bills, right? It doesn't make us leader of the pack top of the board. It doesn't make us money. It doesn't establish a clientele for us. It doesn't help forward our career. It's just goofing off, burning time. What we want to do is we want to make a connection, as in step one, we want to talk to them, make that connection, have them call us back or have them pick up. And step two, 
we want to have a real conversation about something specific that matters and something that can benefit them and add value from us into their car buying situation. So that's step two, and we'll take up step three on the next section of the podcast. Thank you for being here.